0: Taste like fried chicken, taste like fried chicken 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 like fried chicken
1: Broadcasting from a strange land, somehow outside of time and space, where all events occur simultaneously and there is no linear time. This is taste like Friday. heater
2: from the burner, sparking light of fluid. If you could find a crew, this any to find the do it. Now what kind of music echoes through the catacombs. Home is where the heart is, so the hardest never had a home.
1: Hey, people. Ah, that's the first one of those I've ever actually like just improvised off the top of my head. What do you think? Alright, I won't keep doing that, don't worry This is Tastes Like Fried Chicken number 35 It was recorded November 23rd And I believe last episode I said uh, that the Don Barris one was recorded November 26th It was not, it was the 23rd I was just uh, so buzzing from uh, having done that show So uh, Andrew Kilgore and Jesse Dangerously joined me Actually right after I did that, uh, that Don Barris interview um, Way back in June, Kilgore recorded with Chill and I And um, some stuff happened, and I uh, was only able to get a half hour that night, and I was going to put it on here for you, but the only copy I have is my backup, and it's terrible. It's uh, distorted voice. Uh, my voice is super distorted. Uh, it's not up to quality. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Andrew. Ah, uh, yeah. I apologize for the sketchy nature of my abilities. Um... However, this conversation is really good and I do apologize for the truck roaring by uh, every now and then. Um, Jesse was actually doing this uh, from a, a hiking home through the icy Ottawa night um, uh, after working so that's pretty awesome of him to, to go out of his way like that for us uh, so we are presented by the Chonilla.com network, their premium material is out now and they have a lot of different pay structures, they let you stack your cash it's just a great deal, go check that out, um, you can check out our website tastelikefriedchicken.com um, we have all the episodes there uh, yeah, and basically I'd just like to say thank you so much for all our uh, supporters, this is going to be another episode without Cho chill- Unfortunately, she's been on a nice long vacation and um, hopefully, you know, we will be hearing from her again soon. But uh, until then, love you so much, chill. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great time. I I know you're traveling back today, so hopefully uh, you have a safe trip and um, can't wait to talk to you again, man. Uh, Yeah, so uh, with that said, here is the show. And also, uh, we will be hearing the new single from rap legend Jesse Dangerously, A More Blessed Perfection, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, And as always, let our uh, guests know um, if you like them. Uh, It really helps us out. All right, take it easy. Hello? Hey, man, how's it going? Good, man. What's happening? Not too much. Just uh, getting set here. Let me see if I can add Jesse to this. When was the last time you guys talked?
3: I don't know. We, I was texting him from Salt Lake because uh, a mutual friend of ours was playing a show that same night. Hello. Hey, how's it going, man?
2: Hey, party people. How you doing, Owen?
1: I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm um, hey, all right.
2: W- <laughs> Walking out in the in the in the frozen cold in Ottawa after closing a coffee shop so it's it's beautiful it's a good time in my life
3: it's bitter <laughs> man it's bitter out there right now
2: is that is that kills that's him
3: hey buddy hi sir
2: I miss you where are you at
3: I miss you too Bromies. <laughs> where, where are you
2: Where where are you kills where are you
3: I'm finally home, thank God.
2: Oh, really? I Damn, that like must that's be a... Like
3: a terrible answer.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> nice. that's nice, I guess.
3: <laughs> you're so disappointed by that answer. You're like, oh.
2: <laughs> I was faking it. I was faking it. I just. Don't, I'm playing it cool.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, Andrew... Welcome to the show. I don't think um, anyone will have heard you yet because I fucking torpedoed the episode you were on before. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to attach it to the end of this, and it'll be really funny and shitty that I fucking cut it right where I did. You guys really started to get into it with Chill. But um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys, but Chill is not here. She's on vacation. So it's just me. But uh, welcome to the show. And uh, Jesse Danger.
2: Are you going to double down and, like, Fill the chill position, though.
1: No, fuck no. That's terrible. <laughs> <saga. laughs> I okay. I want to keep there. our listeners. You know what I mean, like. You know what I think? I think we could get fresh chills.
2: Fresh chills. <laughs> you could bring the Miami base out of us all.
3: Yeah, we got pretty. Her and I got pretty heated actually, and it was really funny. Was it like? Was it like phone sex? No, it just got like really like heated. Like we were we were arguing quite fervently about certain issues
2: that's funny because it may surprise you to know that i think i got along with her really well
3: <laughs> oh yeah and, no and- the funny thing about it was is that she loved she loved me super hard for being as tenacious an arguer as i was about mm. the subject matter we were arguing about nfl and the nba really important stuff uh,
1: yeah absolutely. The, high,
3: the hard issues hot button issues yeah
1: she is a uh, pit bull with a bone when it comes to arguing about shit. She absolutely loves it. So yeah,
3: it was pretty Kill cool. Some... It was like we, we were both like scarred up and, and re- you know <laughs> respectful and breathing heavy, and it was cool. Like
2: shuffling off the field. Kill sometimes acts like a pit bull with a bone, but not the type you think.
3: <laughs> Scrappy or hump your leg. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a few humps shy, Jesse.
2: Well I know I on me, you definitely are missing my leg.
3: Yeah, I'm a few been hump shy. A for sure. Are you hitting
2: are you hitting the road again with gel? Are you gonna do that?
3: I would I would have done it. Yeah. Unfortunately, um something happened in their camp, man. I don't know what it is, but basically they the guy one of the guys I was touring with, Defy, he's from Albuquerque and it kinda like runs that um He's kind of like the act that you you know you tour with when you're going through the Southwest. So he's toured with everyone from Atmosphere to Josh Martinez and Sage and tons of different people.
2: Well, everyone and, in that incredibly diverse list of rappers you just mentioned. Okay.
3: Well, yeah, underground, of course, but. but <laughs>
2: I'm uh, just being a, being a dick.
3: No, it's good. It's good. But uh, no, but so they they had reached out to him to book a, a string of dates because they were having problems, like they were losing dates and things. And then so I, you know, Defy was like, yo, you got to come like you and Ben have to come on this thing. And I was like, OK, sounds good. Except I, I said that with dread and, you know, I was real trepidation right. because I'd been gone for so long and I was starting to lose my mind a little bit. And really then go have home. You,
2: have, you been, have you been on the
1: road four months?
3: Almost four months straight. Yeah. Like I've been home maybe like for, I don't know, maybe a total of a week in that whole time period. I don't know. What
1: sort of um, like saturation for dates is that? Is that every other night? Every night? It's pro
3: it's all it's it's about a show a night. Yeah, I mean there, there's 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 days off here and there, but it's 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 almost I mean it is basically I would argue a minimum of 25 shows a month.
1: That's intense. And it's all traveling in between?
3: Yeah, you're you're in a van driving around. Wow. Actually what's yeah, funny, I, when you said saturated the funny the funny answer to that question is that I was going back because I was jumping from tour to tour, so I would go back to cities that I'd been in not that <laughs> long before right so you know feeling kind of like, oh like I've already done this, maybe I should like lay off this gig you know? but right. luckily it was you know like it was, we, we changed things up so it was cool.
2: if you do it with different artists then you'll see different crowds anyway yeah, that's true. And if they, you know, if they don't like it, fuck them also.
3: Right? You know, it's funny. I always love going solo because I rarely get to be solo. So I've been solo a lot. And then this last run was the first time I was really sad about Dukes leaving because Dukes and I, Mad Dukes and a Buffalo. Our set is just so Voltron now. It's so crazy and super tight. And uh, I was really sad when he left. But you've been on the road quite a lot, Jesse. Why, why well, don't you talk about I mean, what you've been doing?
2: To you know, if I'm talking to anybody else, then it's like, wow, Jesse, two months on the road—that's incredible. <laughs> to you, it's like, ah, grasshopper. No, <laughs> that was your little warm-up. But yeah, I had I had two months. I had uh, 51 shows in the U.S. in 60 days, so that was Crazy. very
0: saturated.
2: That's well, nuts. And so, and so when like. Yeah, so I know what you mean about losing your mind, and you were way past the point I would have been at. I, I was lucky that I was with Tribe One, who did all of the driving for the entirety of the
3: wow. tour. Because
2: I can't drive. So, I mean, every day is like, yo?
3: I can't drive either, but I do.
2: <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you made it home to us, Andrew.
3: Yeah, I drive huge <laughs> swaths of the tour without a license. It's pretty awesome. Wow.
1: Well, um, I would prefer it if we could keep the admitting to crimes to a minimum. It's been noticed <laughs> by a certain host on the show, who is not me, guess who it is, uh, that white people talk too much about crimes, especially on uh, recorded ma- uh, material, so, you know, just it's so because, you know.
3: It's because we, we, we don't fear, uh, we fear no... It's we- true,
1: I- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's that privilege. The wire is like
3: fantasy
2: to us. It's like the wiring Game of Thrones is the same level of abstraction.
3: Can, <laughs> We're like can con- I like Yeah, I need to tell you the story about how as soon as you show your way. Canadian passport to, to, a fu- to a U.S. cop...
1: Sorry, right, Andrew, can you just start that again? What, what was Mom, that? Oh, I'm
3: sorry. Oh, no worries, dude. No, the joke... The, the real joke of it is that if you... I basically am completely in, uh, diplomatically immune to anything up to a misdemeanor. <laughs> because basically... <laughs> If, if it's not a <laughs> felony, they don't want to fill out the paperwork. So basically every time I show my Canadian passport to a U.S. cop – yeah. and I've been caught doing – like I've been caught – I got caught urinating in public. I got caught speed – like horrendously speeding through a construction <laughs> zone. Oh, good lord. And as soon as they saw my Canadian pa- passport, they just – they they told me to, to go away. Right. that's That,
2: yo, that could explain – that could explain something. Look, I'm not admitting to anything here, but yo, I was in a, a van, and you know that, kills. You know that I'm a, a choir boy. I don't, I don't use drugs, and I don't drink at all. Yeah, you're but a real I was, boy scout. <laughs> <I> literally. <laughs> but yo, um, uh, I was in a van where a lot of, um, uh, as it often often happens on a tour, other people are smoking pot in the van. What? What state? Like, Uh, it was, uh, it was on the Eastern seaboard. It was somewhere between Virginia and, uh, and Massachusetts. I don't remember exactly, but like we got, we got pulled over and there were like, they had, there had been smoking in the car and there was still contraband in the car. And we got, like, busted as hard as you could imagine, like, ostensibly for speeding. But so we were just pulled on the side of the road forever. And, like, the, the, the cop was taking everybody, like, one by one to go talk to them. And, like, my friend, to his credit, who was, uh, A, like, definitely the most culpable, and B, the driver. He was like, don't, look, my friend's here from Canada. This is going to really mess up. Like, if he gets deported, it's going to be so bad for him uh, and stuff like that. And so I thought the cop was just being, like, super nice when he was like, look, just get rid of it. Just throw it away um, or get exactly rid of it. That's exactly what
3: happened to me. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Maybe it, it was the same guy. But it was, it was uh, now it was a paperwork dodge. I yeah. feel a little bit grateful.
3: Well, it's really funny. The exact same thing happened to me in Illinois, and the reason I asked the state is because the entire tour, and I'm actually quite a Boy Scout myself. Like, I don't smoke weed. I don't really do any of that stuff either. And the fun, and every time we would enter a new state, the guys would have researched the, the laws for each state because they're, they're actually quite different. Yeah, yeah
1: totally. Yeah.
3: In certain yeah. states, you're okay. In other states, you're not. And, in fact, Illinois... My boy was facing three years and they um, let us go with a warrant, not even a, not even a speeding ticket. They let us go. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Well, yeah. It's,
3: it's incredible. incredible.
2: This little, this little like speech he gave, he was like annoyed that he had like caught us. He was like, you can do better than that. Like, yes. was, like just get rid of it at the, at the next gas station. And they were like, do you want us to throw it just in the garbage? He didn't even and want it- you to
3: throw it away there.
2: He was like, I could make you throw it. Away. Yeah, he said, I, could, I should just make you throw it in the ditch. Just get rid of it. And, like, and they're like, Should we throw it in the garbage? He's like, Just make it disappear. I think you know how.
3: Like, what?
1: That's
2: hilarious. Yeah. you
3: got to remember what state that is.
2: I'm sure the people who uh, lived there will remember better.
3: I can't and tell I you like, the celebratory what? moments in the car when we would, when we would hit Colorado. Right. <laughs>
2: Uh, on the on my tour, MC Chris's big joke in Colorado was like, here they if they catch you without weed, you get a ticket. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> here's, here's your dime bag. Drive safe.
3: Like.
1: Is it as crazy there as as I hear? Like everybody's into it now. Like yes. just going through the boom.
3: Yes. Yeah. I. Have- I did a show there on a Tuesday night. This is my proof. I did a show there on a Tuesday night. It was an EDM night on a Tuesday. There were five, It was a sixteen sixteen and up show. So. Yeah. You're allowed to be there if you're 16, which is kind of crazy to me because you're yep. allowed to smoke weed in the club. Good so boy. not only is it – it's like 16 and up, but weed is completely legal. So there aren't really age – group. like basically if something's legal, there's no age group that's technically – can't be exposed to it.
1: They don't have a, like, um, a minimum age like drinking?
3: I would have – maybe there is or isn't. I don't know. But you're allowed to smoke in public there, so yeah. you can't really like – It's like smoking cigarettes. Like there's tons of underage people that are exposed to secondhand smoke all the time. So, you know, there was that whole aspect of a lot of young people being there. But I couldn't believe the amount of drugs. Like I honestly like because we would sell CDs. We would do Name Your Price for CDs. And I was getting...
2: Oh, they're bartering with it.
3: I was getting drugs of every kind and substance. Drugs I didn't, I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> I had dudes offering me tarot cards and shit. Like, it was... <laughs> it I'll is go. out of control.
2: I'll I'll a quick reading. Oh, you're going to see some changes real soon.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh, you might want You might want to stay away from open water. Can I get a CD? Get a hoodie?
3: Yeah, exactly. No, it really was. I pulled the patience card and it really drove me nuts. It was like the most hilarious, ironic thing. Like I pulled the patience card and I was like eh,
2: I've been I've been there when you pulled like Tim's patience card before.
3: Oh. Tim Tim has here's the thing about Tim Buck too though, is that he really has an un like it doesn't make any sense that his tolerance of things should be so low. Like <laughs> it's amazing to me what a low tolerance he has for things despite who he is and, and his whole situation it's just funny.
1: Can you give some detail <laughs> on that one?
3: Sure. Like uh, here's an example, he is a borderline germaphobe. Like right. I don't want to say he's I want to say maybe borderline. I don't want to I don't want to accuse somebody of having something that, it's, it's not that it's but just, just expecting it. <laughs> he's very meticulous. He's he, you know, he, he's very he's a very clean guy. I, yet, think you
2: could, I think you could say germaphobe. His new album is like Howard Hughes themed. I think that like this is actually promo.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he plays off it for sure. But it's funny because he's kind of a slob at the same time. Like he's such a renowned, amazing he's he's the most incredible drunk I've ever known. He's <laughs> he's 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 he's, sl- he's beautifully sloppy,
2: you know? <laughs> That classic duality where, like, he's got he's genuinely got the tension, so he needs to find ways to cut loose and vent it. So he, uh, right. yeah, yeah, in, in one frame of mind, you know, it consumes him. So when he's consuming, it's it's other, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Jess, Jesse, Yo. do, you, do you have a way to uh, block your phone a little bit with the wind? It's really uh, blaring <laughs> every now and then. Oh, sorry, oh, it's okay, man. I'm kind
2: of just out in the environment. Hopefully, I can uh, tilt it a little or something.
1: Oh yeah, don't worry, man. Just if you feel a gust, you know, try to protect your mics. Yeah. That's all. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's fucking cool, man. Uh, the crew in general has no plans to record an album together anytime soon. Hey, backburner crew.
2: Contraire mon frere, really? we have a bunch of works. Yeah. We have a bunch of stuff in the can for the new record. A lot of beats. Uh, there's verses that are recorded for it already. Uh, there's like awesome. songs, songs that are completely finished. Like it's not at a point in the uh, in the docket where we can definitely give a clear like it'll come out. Uh, you know, at this time into 2014 or at that time. But like, it's it's very much underway, and it's all a matter of like. The people who are involved in it, you know, finding uh, finding the time to, to crank out sure.
3: there. Every, everything I've heard so far is is, is amazing.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And um, I, I. Yeah, don't know. my versus though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get out
1: of here. Oh, you'll do fine, Tell kid. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so uh, if you guys happen to be cool with it, we would love to do exclusive releases whenever you have something you actually want to release to put out there and promote, of course, since uh, I think I played the whole first album. (laughs) And uh, it it brings me to something I wanted to talk about, because I have found with podcasting, like, one of the side benefits has been all this awesome free uh, indie music that you guys have been sending me, like, Jesse, your album, and Andrew, you sent me fucking 12 or 13 records. I think I only actually downloaded, like, eight but uh, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, 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 oh. I couldn't get through them all. I'm going to have to get them to send me some more when I, uh, I finally do. Well, through half of them. <laughs> They're fucking great, man. Like, uh, uh, Don't Sleep. That's like my theme song for school. It was ridiculous. But um, oh, nice. yeah, like I really appreciate all that. But it's it's really ignited. Like I started doing this show a year ago and it's really revived my love of hip hop to the point where I've hardly listened to anything else for the last like year almost like it's nice. I've just been getting into some classics um that Nolly Noel that you hooked me up with Jesse yeah yeah. I fucking can't get enough of that the first couple times yeah. I heard it I was like what the hell is this and then the more I listened to it I was just like that is the catchiest fucking like I can't get it out of my head it just, it's just he's, he's,
2: he's living in my basement right now I'm trying to like crank some uh, material out of him before he moves along but uh like, he recorded a track on my on my computer while I slept last night that he put on his SoundCloud. Yeah, he's got some really great stuff. The problem is, I've been trying to get him to do to do things with it, and he hates it all now. He's one of those, I don't know if you know these guys, but there's so many rappers who just hate everything they've done, like, two months after they've finished it, and so he won't let me show it to out. anybody anymore. Yeah, well, he...
3: Apollo Creed is like that, and it's like the most maddening thing ever. Yeah. Uh, He's done uh, it with like three projects almost now, and it's just like, you know, and so you kind of want to take the reins and just...
1: Well, they just don't want to promote, right? Like, that's more... I mean, it sounds like, okay, maybe they hate it, but really, that sounds more like an excuse for not doing the most difficult part of the work, which is actually pushing your material.
2: Are you listening? Is it an excuse? <laughs> Putting you on blast, boy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I don't know him personally. I would love to have him on the show at some point. He didn't uh, seem to be interested in that at all uh, when we exchanged email. But fuck it, <laughs> you never know, right? I just had this crazy night for me. I this is the first time I've recorded two episodes in a row. Uh, right before this, I had somebody. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Don Barris. But uh, he's a comedy store in L.A. Oh. uh comic who's like he was there when Eddie Murphy basically first got on a stage and he, he got to see him work out the entire uh, set for raw, like start wow. to finish. Wow. The so when you, were crypt- thing.
2: when you were cryptically posting on your uh, on your Twitter about talking to like one of your icons tonight, you didn't mean me or kills.
1: Sorry bud no.
2: So I can stop this competition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, it was nuts, man. Like he he fucking gave me an hour and ten minutes, and uh, I'm still kind of fucking zoned out from it. And it's been it's been nuts. We've got like five, six hundred listeners regularly now, maybe like up to eight sometimes. So it's pretty sweet. Sick. Yeah, man. Especially for you know a hobby.
3: Yeah, let's well, let's fuck up the airways, man.
2: <laughs> Yo, know, I want to tell you, I'm walking. I'm walking down Bank Street in Ottawa. I'm heading south, and I'm passing a point in the snow where the uh, near this park where there's a clear outline of human buttocks in the snow, and like <laughs> like it's it's really clear, like the out the edges are defined and there's a little dimple in, but then like in the middle there's like a a pinnacle. It's wow. like it's only like an inch tall, but like I feel like they were wearing some jeggings or something and it really got in there.
1: Wow.
0: Just,
2: I'm just I'll give
1: you the picture from the streets where I'm at right now. So that snowbank has had a good evening or something.
2: Yeah, I kind of want to I kind of want to sit in it and like test it out and see what they were feeling. Hmm. Whoever was here.
1: You could narrate it while you do that and uh, it would be recorded. I'm not going to because,
2: frankly, it's a hassle to sit down in the snow, get my jeans all wet. Yeah. And, like, I have, I have some commitment to the poetry of telling you that it was there, but I'm not some kind of stunt. Do- like, I'm not Super Dave.
1: No. Nobody has killed. ever accused you of that, to my knowledge. I, I have to agree. Well, let me know when they do. Oh, well, for sure.
3: Super Dave.
2: <laughs>
1: Andrew!
3: <laughs> That's my contribution.
1: Well, Can't believe you who called me Super Dave again. So, like, as far as the many different groups that you work with, uh, Kilgore, like, do you tour with pretty much everybody or, um, like... Yeah, Kilgore. So. Do you tour with everybody you work decisive, with?
3: Decisive. Uh, I tour, I tour where, where I get invited to tour. Right. I mean, it's like, that's the one nice thing about what I do is that I can kind of, like, I can back almost everyone in the crew. I can be part of the show. If needed or if wanted, and so you know it's it's meant that I can you know I go to South by and I can rock with everyone and have a good time or but then everyone is also fully capable of 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 rocking uh, oh, no, of really. rocking without me too. Um, right. It's not as cool when they do that, but it's fine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the other thing is that's the thing like I got really tired like I booked I booked the last two, I mean, the two before this last summer, the two extremities tours. And I find booking tours is just—it's so much work, and it's—it's a—it's a bit of a favor pit, and uh, it's not so mm-hmm. that I don't like doing it, but it's—it's it's just really hard. Like when you're doing, especially when you don't have a lot of help. If you're booking your—if you're booking, I, I booked the Extremities tour with Relic out west, and and also out east, the two tours out east that we did a couple years ago, like fully on my own, and it was just—it's so much work. So I can't tell you what a luxury it is, you know, to have like a booking agent in Buffalo be like, Hey, I've got this artist. Let's do something. And then they put me on a month tour with blueprint from rhyme sayers. I mean, that's, that's my dream. Like keep me in the studio, keep me off the phone and off the emails. Like, so yes. you
1: were literally actually like you book each hotel, each gig individually
3: yeah and up, everything, oh. and it's cool I mean it's and also too like you're dealing with like you're asking someone that you don't know to do a shit ton of favors for you yeah you know and if you don't have draw which you know I'm I, I'll be honest I don't have a lot of draw you you know um, Most in Canada I've got a bit of draw but it's not it's not enough to really warrant the kind of money that you know
2: on on YouTube you have draw you could book some good YouTube shows
3: I definitely could. But I mean it's definitely about trying to manage the opportunities and 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 the costs of it in a way that you can do it and also just like you know I took Ls for so long like I just I took Ls on touring for a while so I could get my contacts up.
1: Yeah, like, you kind of have to, right? Like
3: you do you really do have to. I mean that there's no other way about it around it.
1: Yeah. But oh, I don't know just, that, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: But Jesse, I mean, you know this too. I mean, you know that it's it's really dope touring with when, when when stuff's already booked out and you you know, and you can really oh just God, concentrate yeah. on being you and doing you know doing Jesse Dangerously and doing your art. I mean, that's really the dream, right? I mean, even if it's Absolutely. not, it's not that like you're out there making tons of money or anything, but it's like there's something really awesome and and simple. It's it's I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, I'm 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 100 with you. I'm nodding, I'm nodding for the internet at every word you're saying about like. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's a it's a lot of work to book a tour. It's not my forte. It's not what either one of us set out to do, right? Like, yeah. we're yeah. artists, and we have artistic temperaments, and somehow we have to wrangle ourselves sometimes to do all this logistics. It's not good for our. It doesn't gel well with our personalities. And I think you know I can see you do better doing a better job of it than I do. But it's not something I you know I would love. I want you to just be kills out there and have you know somebody who is the fresh kills of booking hotel rooms. To book yes. Your hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Just fly across the the white pages, to, to book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, and
3: I'd, I'd love it if somebody were like, hey, I'm gonna book the Backburner World Tour. You know, I mean, mm. yeah. Obviously, we would be down for that in a in a in a jiff. You know.
1: hmm Sure. Sure.
3: But it's a grind, and you know what? The grind I think has made us better in a way too. Like I I don't really want to, because I know enough. part of what I'm saying is. It's hard, you know, and I don't want to, I'm not going to just be like, I'm not going to do things that are hard anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is hard, though. I think it's really legit. I mean, like, because it's not like you're saying it's hard and I'm I'm above it or something. Like, you've done it. You've done so much of it.
3: Yeah, I and, have. Though.
2: And people are damn lucky you've done it. And, um, but like. I, I, like, even, even artists need to know how hard it is, because a lot of artists have expectations that, like, it's this nice ride, but, like, my, my, you know, my day job where I work eight hours on my feet at a coffee shop isn't as hard as sitting in a car for six hours, doing a sound check, do, and then doing merchandise for eight hours yeah. with a 30-minute rap show in the middle of it. Like, the yeah. rap grind six days a week is very hard work. And like I'm, you know, I'm proud of I'm proud of it, and I love it, but like it it wears you out, even if you love it, and even if you're grateful for the chance to do it, you know, it it
1: yeah. pulls your heart right out of your chest. Yeah, no wonder.
3: Yeah, it's but funny I love when it. you're and you know, like when you because you're touring, you're doing a month long tour, it's and because what'll happen is you'll drop a show or two, you'll you'll do a show, and you'll kind of forget to like. Really push merch after you come off stage because you're tired or something, and you're just kind of like, huh? And you go, you'll find yourself going through the motions of one night, and you'll be like, oh, I totally for, I, wow, I need to remember that I'm going home soon, and that I need to make the most out of every second that I'm out here.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, make the most financially, but also just like make the connections, and live, and live it the most joyously you can. To put it the most corniest way possible,
3: like. Sure yeah you gotta get- you gotta live you gotta live the life that, that other people can't afford to live for sure
1: yeah <laughs> that's, that's true pressure, definitely that's true like and like I find for me too like it's a completely different job electrician but um if you <laughs> if you make a point of enjoying what you're doing uh, not just make it makes the day go by faster but like it's so much easier to work with other people that way like it just <laughs> makes such a difference.
2: Yeah, I heard this story once, um, I forget who told it to me, if it was Brazowski, who's a rapper from Maine, or um, Epic, who's a rapper from Saskatoon, but they were on tour, and Epic's DJ at the time was DJ Chaps, who's also from Saskatoon, and uh, you know, it was like six or seven years ago, and they were in some crappy little car, and they're driving from one show where not that many people were there maybe, and they're driving to another show where they didn't have great expectations, and, like, you know, the grouchy old rap men, um, Epic and Brzezowski were, like, to like, oh, no one's going to, why do we even, no one's going to be, this is going to suck. And after a little while, Chaps, the eternally enthusiastic DJ and lover of hip-hop, pipes up to the backseat He says, shut up, both of you. It's going to be hip-hop, there's going to be turntables there, and you're going to rap. It's going to be fucking amazing.
3: <laughs>
2: and they were all just nice. like, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> he's right.
3: He's right. Yeah, that's the funniest thing is it's such a crazy life. So you you forget, right? Like you just forget. Mm. That was one of the that was one of the craziest things about being in the States so long. And Jesse, tell me your, your opinion of this, because it's really surreal driving through the States, living the life that we're living, and knowing, you know, what America's going through and driving through these like you know, like driving through Nevada like is one of the most surreal, crazy things to do. Like and you're looking at all these dilapidated little towns where, mm. you know, and and people are facing really real hardships. And you know, and we're in this van driving through this dream world, as far as I can tell. You know, you're like right? This little you know, capsule of 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 heaven somehow. Yeah. And it's really way, weird. <laughs> the
2: way I, I wound up taking that shit for granted, like I'm thinking of between, I don't know, like Colorado, Utah, down to Nevada. All that desert, which is beautiful. I thought that was the most beautiful countryside. It was just like living in a Roadrunner cartoon. But like, um, you know, it, it would be in the desert areas where we'd get worried about running out of gas. And like a couple of times, you know, like, well, we'll get the next. Oh, we missed the gas issue. We'll get in the next one. And the next one is like 45 minutes later. And we're on E and we're like, no, we're on fumes. And we pull in and it's a ghost town. I'm like oh nobody can Uh-oh. live here anymore. Get back on the road quick, fast. Pull in the next one. Ghost town. Like it's just the pumps are pulled up out of the ground, and like you know we could have. Wow. We could have been the next casualties of the economic depression. It's true. It it hits and and you know and it hurts shows. I mean obviously it hurts a lot more important things than shows. The way people don't have any money anymore, but like. You know, with attendance being down and, and people buying things being down, it feels a little a little more austere than it used to. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: also hard. It makes it harder to relate. I mean, you know, like I'm going into these places and I'm like, you're trying to relate to fans, you know, like and we're in we're mm. in Cortez, Colorado. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, there's like Native Americans getting really drunk and then young like young sort of just out of their teens really fucked up on drugs, you know, and you're trying to like relate to them and sell them music. And it's like, it can be weird. It can, you know, like I feel, I mean, I feel alienated enough just even just coming home and like trying to, like just trying to talk to friends of mine that are nine to fivers and trying and feeling kind (laughs) of like disparate from them in terms of our, respective you know life experiences you know
2: right Um, yeah it's like going to the the moon
3: yeah i feel well i feel like i'm a martian like you know (laughs) i mean
2: uh, you are but
3: i I am yeah well i really am
2: you're part martian (laughs) you got some martian in you and if you don't uh
1: jesse will put some in for you so
2: put some martian in i'm talking about my
1: martian dick (laughs) That's what I was hoping you were talking about. <laughs> we haven't talked about dicks yet.
3: It mutates to the left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he knows this. He knows this. He's caught glimpses. He's been on tour with me. <laughs> Not for a while. I miss you, Andrew.
3: I Am I gonna get to see you? I would you love, love to hit the road. We had a chance a little while, like years ago now, to do some wild, crazy tour. And I remember the time. I remember the time. It was very similar to another situation that I was in with Ghetto Socks years before that where we got offered to tour with somebody and it was kind of like we had to leave now. We had to, we couldn't bring anything with yeah. us. It was like – it was like you know just totally and, – and there was nothing that you could really – you couldn't really justify it in your head to do it. It made no sense yeah. to do it. So you just had to do it.
2: Right. Was my first MC Chris tour? Was that – I remember inviting yeah. you on that. Yeah,
3: and I remember being like yeah. – in my mind I was like I can't do this. But I have to do it. But I just I can't do this. But it wouldn't, and the thing is, and you don't would, want to think about it because the more you think about it, the more you know you won't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was for the best because actually that was not a that was not a high paying proposition. So it well, would have actually been, high it,
3: paying. though. I mean no, no. But
2: when I say it was not high paying, I mean like it would have been like you would have lost money on it. I would like.
3: I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well.
2: Yeah. I'm just protecting you. I'm protecting you. <laughs> Protect me. But soon, soon, we'll, soon we'll do something. Soon, let's get. Well, I would let's love get, that. And
3: actually, I talked to Megaran. Megaran is interested in doing some shit. And I, and I thought about it after because I ran into his friend. This is a project I want to just mention really quick because it just seems like a, an awesome idea. Um, so Megaran is this really, really dope. He's nerdcore, but he's again like Jesse. He's way more than that and way better than that. Mm-hmm. Way beyond th- that kind of categorization. He's just right. he's dope. He's his live show's ridiculous. He's super dope. Sponsored by yeah. Capcom. And uh which is also really cool. And I I went yeah. I was in Tempe, Arizona. And uh, every time I go back to Tempe, I met this guy there, his name he goes by Slop the Funk Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely insane name, but here's the funny thing: dude was an AR. At Ruckus Records, he, he produced the majority of Danny Brown's first record. He's an incredible oh. producer, really good guy. Uh, and him and I got along, like, as unlikely as it was that him and I would get along, we totally got along. We had a fucking blast. And he's doing a project with Mega Ran. It's it's, it's Slop, Mega Ran, and Pennywise. Wow. <laughs> and, they're doing, no. and they're doing, apparently Capcom has a movie coming out. I don't know if they're doing the Mega Man movie or what they're doing. <laughs> but they're trying to like position it as the official soundtrack to, to some.
2: Yo, do you think Matt Damon would make a good Mega Man? Who do you see as Mega Man? Who would you cast?
3: That's a really good question.
2: <laughs> Jack Black.
3: <laughs> does 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 Mega Man have an alter ego though? Like he doesn't have like a normal. No, guy he's to... just
2: robot. He's like Astro Boy.
3: Yeah. So hmm. um, I don't know. That's a really hard one, man. Donald Glover. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he'd be good. I like the idea of switching characters to black characters now. Yeah,
1: I don't see any reason not to. The yeah, I don't it just make, a, really.
3: It's really. It's really what a failure turning Spider-Man into a black, half-black, half-Hispanic kid did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't that just like wasn't that just outrage? It was funny. Do, Donald Glover had that hilarious point that he made. But he was like somebody, he was like, I can play Spider-Man, and some fan was like, Hey, look, no offense, but like, the, <laughs> the character doesn't make any sense if he's black, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, no, that makes, yeah, a a a teen, a, 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 a a guy who lives with his aunt in New York City couldn't be black, like,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, in high school, like, what the yeah. fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no way that could work.
3: <laughs> well, wait, what's the most recent? There's a, a recent black conversion of a character that I can't remember now.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Jesus. Well, yeah, obviously.
3: I can't it's wait to they do the black Jesus movie. That will be amazing.
1: <laughs> Kanye, Kanye's got the, that one on lock. Well, and the boondocks too, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm. They had that one down years ago. Man, I also- missed that show. So good.
3: I know. I was have I actually went on a whole U- YouTube uh, adventure with Cat Williams, uh, just like l- watching Cat Williams stuff and listening to interviews and like his decline, and what an interesting decline it was, and all of the sh- the overshadowings of Illuminati involvement and in, hi- in his decline and stuff, and all of the crazy. Just there's so much crazy stuff going on. Illuminati is a very
2: interesting thing to bring up in a context like that because, of course. The literal, living, real Illuminati is just white people.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a few families. Like, like
2: a, the theory of the Illuminati is, is white people trying to invent a white people for themselves to have. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, it's just two people. They concentrate all the power and they hold you down.
1: Not the way we do it, a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, other way than us. They're doing yeah. it to us, you see. So.
3: So there's a bunch of white people cutting deals with... Artists to allow them to be successful and or allow them to fail or make them fail?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense.
3: It makes okay. sense. that it's. I mean, it's definitely before white at, people's fault. Look where
1: I'm at. So.
3: It's definitely white people's fault for everything. So.
1: I mean, yeah, that is kind of a theme of the show that white people are all evil. And I have to say, I have met so many terrible white people. You know, I mean, really? mostly just, I've met mostly white people, so most of the terrible people I've met are white, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it doesn't change the fact that most of the assholes I've ever run into, mm-hmm. very pale, very, very, I very really, low in melanin. You know, it's
3: funny that you say that, because that's created a great, because I really, I really get off on giving black people hope in white people by being cool. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. That's my whole thing. That on makes this show. you like a sleeper agent. That
2: makes you like you're like the little lure. Dangles. Like, no, we're not all bad. Come on, hey, this guy seems all right. Come on, might be looking. Yeah, might be okay. Oh, hey, am, I, am, <laughs> I, am I
3: inadvertently doing the devil's work? <laughs> yeah, I think.
2: That. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I kind of think um, there being like the occasional decent white person doesn't change how black people have to deal with everybody else. So I don't feel like we're going to lure them into anything like that. That might happen for the next white person that they see, but but that's not going to last.
3: But definitely I should be kept away from young black children because that that is a situation you don't want. I don't want you don't want to teach young black children that white people are cool. The white people are okay. Again, I yeah, feel like
1: I feel like you aren't going to change what life is going to teach them anyway, personally. Yeah, that's I that's could true. be wrong about that.
3: But yeah. That's a very good insight. You well, <laughs> will forever be one of the good ones.
1: Yeah, we'll oh, just you know go so with
3: he, that. But I mean, what what about my jungle fever? What about my incurable jungle jungle fever, though?
1: I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you're creating. Uh, well, you would be creating future babies. You know? Well, I
3: kind of feel like we're all going to be beige in a few thousand years anyway, well, exactly, right? Except right, for like right. the really ultra purist extremist. You know.
1: Well, this is actually a presentation of the Chonilla Network, and Chonilla stands for chocolate, vanilla, and uh, yeah, that's because they are a black and white couple with uh, black and white babies.
2: That's the pre—that's the premise in uh, fucking Save the Last Dance. It's all uh, the swirl, the swirl relationship. Yeah, exactly. You, you learn a lot from Save the Last Dance. <laughs> fucking Fred Rowe from Onyx playing a 35-year-old uh, 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 high school student. Wow. <laughs> it's where I want it to be. Yeah. To be. I'm Billy. Ma- I'm going Billy Madison. I'm going back. Wow, man! I can run that shit now.
0: Yes.
3: I had a strange nightmare that I didn't complete high school somehow, and I had to go back. Ugh. I had that How nightmare recently.
2: Was- How was high school for you, Andrew? You uh, you went to a school in Toronto?
3: I went to an uppity, rich private school.
1: An upper Canadian school.
3: Yeah, I, I, I was part of definitely part of the problem.
1: Did you wear well no, nah, I mean something like that. You
2: were a kid. You didn't have any choice. But like what uh, did you have do you have to wear a, a necktie? Did you have a
3: uniform? Yeah, I had a uniform. I had really uh I I lived in a in a joctopia of of joxtopia kind of world of, of of like kids whose parents were important and you know, like and I was very but I was a very cynical young man and I, I gotta credit my mom for this. That I, I really I don't know, i mean, I was just very cynical from the from the jump and I didn't want to go to that school. The reason I, I had to go to that school is because my father of course lived across the street from it growing up but never could afford to go. Right? Uh. so when I got accepted, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that I would have to go to that school.
2: That's why you made a great Gatsby album.
3: <laughs> I have nothing to do with that concept.
2: That well, I don't know. It seems like it's in the zeitgeist. That was your <laughs> that was your green that's your green light across the lake there.
0: Oh my god.
2: The eyes of TJ Eckelbert looking down on you. Well yo, know, um so that's cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a I was in a private school just until grade three. Uh, grade uh, primary one two three. I was a but it was an all girls Catholic school in Halifax.
1: You went to an all girls Catholic school.
2: I was a Catholic school girl. That's fucking awesome. until the age of eight, it had its pros and cons. I mean, it was Catholic, which is was not that whack, great. Definitely like fueled my um, the a lot of the rage I have in my life now, but um, also like switching to a public school at age eight. After wearing like a uniform and essentially right. be, being a girl and all of a sudden having to turn boy at, at age eight, it was, uh, it set me up for failure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds crazy.
2: I came out pretty soft, but, uh, <laughs> but, but again, again, the rage fuels me now, so.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, that's definitely part of your thing now.
2: Unfortunately, I wanna, I wanna find, I wanna find a way to. Maybe put a cork in that bottle or something. I'm too mad all the time.
1: Yeah, I I've been working on that myself. I have I have issues with it. I find um, the only thing for me that fucking works is like daily exercise or every other daily. Like not a lot of it, but fucking just doing some like actual working out. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's been good.
3: Exercise is kind of the answer to a lot of things. It's the answer to my insomnia apparently, but I I can't seem to get over that hump.
1: Yeah.
3: On
2: tour, did you find it hard to not be sedentary, or did you find ways to move on tour?
3: Well, actually, what's interesting about it is perform. I'm really animated on stage, so you know that that kind of keeps you. You know, you're always carrying stuff, and then you're performing, so you're at least getting that in there. Um, True. I'm finding right now being home, I'm a little more sedentary than I was, and I'm I actually feel myself cramping up. Like tour was. You're constantly moving and, you know, doing stuff. And you're kind of alert. I don't know what it is about it. It's it's almost like uh, you don't get sick. Like, as soon as I got home and rested for a day, I got sick. (laughs) You know, it's like... Wouldn't it, it uh, make I, sense I, that? <laughs> what, what shouldn't I get sick sleeping on a bunker, a floor of a bunker with bugs crawling all over me in El Paso? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always, like
2: I you? always, I always get sick on tour. At least a little bit in the first few weeks, I always get sick on tour.
3: I, like the thing about the thing about not getting sick on tour is a vitamins are kind of key, and b, it's definitely when I was touring with Blueprint, he was on a raw food diet, and I would never subscribe to a raw food diet. I don't think I could ever do it.
1: Yeah. Or,
3: um, I was eating a pint of blueberries a day for almost a month.
1: Oh yeah, that's good for you no matter what else you're eating.
3: And the Look, funniest just thing
1: looking on fire is, with oxygen.
3: Yeah, well I was super good and I was shitting real nice. And then as soon as mm. I stopped <laughs> eating them, as soon as they came out of season and I and I didn't have them for a few days, I literally shat bricks for two days. Like Literal bricks. Like, like clay, on like hard round clay. clay.
2: Like cornerstones. Yes. Founded a town every place you. Were.
3: I was. But. I was. I was. I was as regular as a. As a. You know. I don't know what's regular. You know. Regular. A so clock. Some yeah, I was super regular, and then and then and that, that's the funny thing when you find out you're going on tour for a really long time. That's one of the first things that kind of betrays how old I am. Is my first thought is where am I gonna shit.
2: <laughs> well, it's either your age or your age in dog years <laughs> like just but yeah, um i kept thinking like when i was on tour like you know we spent a lot of time in these little motels and some of them some of them were okay and some of them so okay but i was always like oh this one's got a, a exercise room i'm just gonna take a little bit of time before we check out and you know, get, get, get my blood flowing the way it doesn't happen in the car or whatever. Never happened. Never happened once. No. I didn't nah. do a single physical activity. I had my bathing suit with me. There were pools everywhere. I got in one pool. <laughs> <laughs> there were pools everywhere. <laughs> it was surrounded by pools. I got in one of them. And that was in Orlando where I should have just gone in the ocean anyway. Yeah. Fought a shark and that would have been my cardio. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we did that. We jumped in a random lake in B.C. You we fight a fighting. shark? That yeah. was
2: awesome. You fight a lake monster? A lake no? shark. Lake sharks.
1: <laughs> they're smaller, but they're mean. Yeah. I've been uh, using the fucking kettlebell, and I'm telling you, man, like a 15-pound kettlebell, you can get a serious, fast workout with, like 10 minutes, and I'm like ready to die. But I literally have no awesome. idea what that is. So you know just, the old timey fucking, uh, you know, weights that like guys in, uh, you know, those old beach suits, striped oh, full suits. Like, a le- like you wear a leotard? I do not. I should. I, I do not have one. If anyone <laughs> would like to send me a leotard, I'd be all about it. You
2: can't leotarded.
1: Yo, you should be able to do this for your podcast. <laughs> Like, if, you're, if you do,
2: like, a webcam show and you take your clothes off, people will send you lingerie. Why can't you do hmm. a podcast and people send you leotards to pick up weights in?
1: I'm afraid I might attract the wrong crowd, but this does bear further analysis, no doubt. You, know, you
2: just got to find out who your crowd is. And speaking of bears, yeah, I started posting naked pictures of myself on my Tumblr. I opened up a whole world of new fans. <laughs> and that became the I right totally crowd. believe
3: that. You got to be careful what you so, put out there because you get it back.
2: <laughs> I just, I'm in. Oh, I also turned full gay in the last few years. Oh, did you really? Well, like politically
1: full... or or physically?
2: <laughs> that's a very that's a very shrewd question.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, you
0: know.
2: No, I don't know. All of it, all of it. All of it's it. All, all of it. All of
0: it.
1: So I have to ask. You recorded a track with uh, Bring Your Girlfriend to Work Day. To Rap Day, sorry. Yeah. Um, Are you still with that person?
2: Right before we shot the video for that song, like maybe a month or two before that, uh, we parted ways as partners after about six years. And uh, Audra moved to Toronto, and I remained in Ottawa. And, uh, and it was pretty rough, but, um, we didn't really, like, you know, we didn't have, like, some kind of conflict that made us not like each other anymore, there just were different priorities and so forth. Yeah. And so it was actually really nice to still make the video. There was, there was all this shit going on while I was making the record where, like, um, we were sort of in the stages of admitting that we were going to have to, you know, try some different things and I was really scared that we weren't going to finish the song Man. while we were together. And for some reason that like really became a talisman for me. It's like we just got to just got to get the song done. We're going to finish writing the song and record it all and at least we'll have that. And Man. like and you know, obviously the song didn't really change the trajectory of our lives, but it is a really positive artifact for me to have like and the video and I was so glad to do the video. Like the, we it was like right what we needed. Uh, at the time, we oh, got. that's to do really the video. cool. Like we got, I got to go and visit for a while in Toronto, and we shot it over two days and hung out and like, and all the lyrics in the song are like stuff that we have in common. You know, it's just like, almost a list of things that we both really like and think are great, and all these inside jokes and stuff, and like, because I mean, it's funny that that song wound up being a video because it wasn't supposed to really be for anyone but me i was just like yeah. i know that you know i was like oh the, the 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 hardcore hip-hop heads that are my loyal customers might not think like a non rapper doing a tap dance is gonna be the number one thing they want to hear the most but i want to make this and it means a lot to me and then when uh you know when i linked up with the video director she had a few ideas of which ones she wanted to do and her treatment for that one i really liked so right i'm really there's a video for it but like we're still you know we're still super close friends. We see each other as often as we can. Audra comes and I had a show, like a living room show, a couple months ago, um, and Audra like uh, drove from Toronto to Ottawa to play clarinet in my uh, in my small acoustic rap group.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. Can you can you send me a link for that video? Is that possible? It'd be great to hear it or see it. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it's it's like if you search YouTube, it's. Uh, even for me, it's like my most popular video by far. But oh, I will okay, send you. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: no, I'll. Uh, See, I'm. I'll,
2: check that
3: out. I'm really glad. I'm really glad you had a, a positive experience in that respect. Cause my two experiences with immortaling my then girlfriends into things like videos or songs have not gone as well. <laughs> it's definitely got to
2: be like the right relationship and transform into the right post. Uh, yeah. Post being together relationship. Like
3: on on S- on on word burglars, let's get romantical. The yeah. entire <laughs> song features my then girlfriend faking sex sounds. Yeesh. Like the whole thing, and then I think I ended up having to remix it years later, which was also kind oh, of good like, good
1: lord.
0: What? Word, and yeah. Then
3: and then, of course, in the, the extremities dial tones video, my my girl my then girlfriend's ass is immortalized. She's wearing a green mini skirt, and it's just immortalized on screen. Of course, that's the work of my good friend Mike McMillan, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> who made a point of doing that. You know, and then he and then he married uh, her. Who didn't see that coming? No, Yo, you there? Just if there's some, if there's ass to be put in in a video, or you know, <laughs> he'll do it. You know, if there's if, they, if he can put hot girls in an, any video about anything, he'll do it.
2: I've caught that. I've caught that. Um, it's actually a little uncomfortable in the rock radio video. The zombie, the zombie head <laughs> girls, the like up. Yeah, like I. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have any problem with it if they were just zombies or just licking on each other, but the combo, the combo is
1: hard, it's hard for me. <laughs> You're not into the zombie lesbian thing. It's just, it's got this, it's got this, uh, like, the, the, they're all covered in
2: wounds, which just suggests this violence that I don't like to combine in that, in that context.
1: Oh, yeah, that's well, fair enough.
3: Interesting.
2: But, Whereas uh, you were
1: all about the zombie lesbians kills.
3: I, I I partook in zombie lesbian... Well, real, in real life, it's different. <laughs> you
2: know. I, yeah. Zombies got a bone, too, in real life. I'm just talking I mean, about that's the
3: zombie. all the video... The video is <laughs> clearly a reflection of real life. It's not...
1: It's a documentary, clearly. It's
3: not made up or forced in any way.
1: I want to tell you while we were
2: talking just now, I think at the exact moment that Kills mentioned that his ex-girlfriend's ass was in his video, an enormous, like... Clod of snow fell off a roof onto My head and I'm just like, <laughs> like It was like in a, in a Looney Tunes where you become a snowman And then you shake it off And that's That's oh, what that's I'm awesome. doing um, Shit I wanted to say something else about About the videos And stuff mm. uh, I guess I don't know I don't know but yeah
1: Well it's definitely nice for me to uh, Hear that it's so much colder over there In Upper Canada cause uh, Over here there's no snow it's uh, I was wearing a t-shirt out by the uh, water working the other day. It's pretty cool. It's,
3: it's bitter cold right now. Oh.
1: Yo, yeah,
2: well, I, I had a conversation. There was a little bit of a, a warm snap earlier in the week, if that's a thing. And I had a conversation with a customer at the coffee shop, and he was remarking on how warm it is. I found myself saying something cynical about global warming. I don't know what it was, but it was just like... Uh, he was like, all I want... All I need is, well, sorry about the wind, guys.
1: Uh, yeah, no worries.
2: All I need is uh, a little bit of snow two weeks before Christmas, and I'm set. And I'm like, yeah, that and, you know, for polar bears to exist next year. And he looks all of a sudden <laughs> very serious, very serious, and he realizes it's very true. I mean, what are they going to eat? And in that moment, I realized, yo, does he think polar bears eat snow? <laughs> And I I was Uh. possibility. (laughs) It's where they get their color from. It's like how flamingos eat, you know, shrimp to turn pink. Yeah. Polar bears turn their coats white in the winter, with a diet of snow.
3: Yeah. You see, I always think it's funny because we, as Canadians, we like to make fun of Americans for being stupid. Yeah. And I just have to tell you that I probably was the stupidest person (laughs) in most scenarios. I found myself in. Like, I never knew where I was or what – like, I didn't know what direction I had come from or, like, where states were or what – sometimes what state we were in or, like, when sure. it came to Geographics, I was absolutely, completely, ridiculously stupid. Like,
1: you called them Geographics, for instance. No, the
3: National Geographics. Who do you think they are? <laughs> yeah, the oh. Geographics. There's yes. some
2: National Geographics out there.
3: <laughs> Yo, come on, son. <laughs> I gotta,
2: war- I gotta warn you that I'm getting a battery low warning from my phone, and it was completely charged at the beginning of this conversation. So I think that I might um, be getting removed from the mix soon. Yeah. So I will.
1: Well, um, that's cool, man. Like I, like I said, I've been. I actually started work at seven o'clock this morning, and it is now midnight. So I'm, I'm good with uh, wrapping it up a little early if you feel like it. Uh, we can just wait till you drop out or, or whatever. Um, you're releasing something, aren't you, Jesse? Oh,
2: I'm not that close. Um, I got a record that I'm working on, and uh, I do have a, a, a single and a video that's out for it. The song's called A More Blessed Perfection. And the album, and the, and the song features uh, the Mighty Rhino rapping on it with me, and uh, and also Guitar Gamel, my homeboy from out here, nice. uh, playing a blazing, like, two-minute-long guitar solo with tons of Meadly Meadly's, <laughs> and
0: uh,
2: it's it's like, I don't know if you know the Run DMC song Rock Box, but it's very much in that vein of just okay. like, yeah, we're rapping, but here's a heavy metal guitar solo for the next right. half hour. And, <laughs> So there's a, vi- there's a video for that, but the actual album still has a lot of work left to be done on it. Uh, the name of the album at this stage, it's still a working title, but it's called uh, oh. S- Songs About Anything Other Than the Aching Void Left by the Departure of My Ex-Lovers, Most of whom I Still Desire and Care For.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> a mouthful.
2: I go back to like uh, to word burglar and swamp thing last week when we were playing a show and they got so they got mad at me
1: <laughs> don't call
2: your record that what are you, Fiona Apple don't nobody wants you know what they're gonna call it we're gonna call it nothing
3: you have a so responsibility I'm... Jesse to do all the things that we would never do in our right minds that's true you <laughs> gotta be out there
1: I gotta be me. <laughs> Well, send me the uh, single and we'll use it. I'll use it for the uh, song for this episode.
2: Probably I will. Um, Yeah, actually, like the record's gonna—it's like eight songs with 18 guests on it. Um, They include some people that I'm really excited about, but whose parts I haven't received yet, so I'm not gonna—you know—yeah, totally. But uh, it's gonna be good. And before that, this is something I do want to jinx myself on, or like reverse jinx myself on, before the end of the year. I will release the mixtape I've been supposedly working on for five years. It's all 1993 vinyl. I rap on all Jack Beats from 1993 called Jesse D to Infinity. Nice. Because it's it's the 20th anniversary of the greatest year in hip hop, and before this year is done, I have to pay tribute. So I have like 18 tracks written for that. And It's just a matter of me getting on the tables and mixing them from the original vinyl. Nice. And getting getting my shit right.
1: Nice man. That so sounds, sounds good.
2: good. If I don't do that, you have to, like, put me on blast on your show and call me a liar. All
1: right. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. I'll, I'll uh, get at you in two weeks. Good. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, so, Kills, do you have anything coming out uh, anytime you want to push?
3: Uh, I came home to a really excited, exciting news that my boy King Just is finally putting out the EP that that we did uh, a, f- a couple years ago now. And uh, it it's it's called Work Hard. It's King Just and Fresh Kills. And... Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's it's gonna be we're we're doing the release show in uh, on December twelfth uh, or thir- 11th or thirteenth that weekend. Nice. And uh, that's just exciting because that that's just uh, that's stuff that's been in the can and and stuff I'm still proud of now that that's coming out. I'm really stoked about that. And um, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm basically the next two big projects for me. I'm you know the new extremities record is is a major priority. Um, as well as uh, I'm doing a project with Relic called the Thirteenth Floor, which is kind of like a, a dauntingly important thing for both of us. That we're, I think we're both like mentally shocked and stunned by how huge it is in our minds, and we're just trying to overcome mentally what it is we have to do for it to make it really the best thing that we've ever done. And so that's kind of where I'm, what I'm feeling about it. Not that other projects aren't that, but it's just there's something about Oh, Rel's, Rel's just too. I don't know if you heard Rell's latest EP called Golden. It's unbelievable. He's so talented, and uh, so you know this this is a big one for both of us, and we both have a lot of momentum with us right now. So we're we're we hope that we can deliver something that is worthy of uh, you know of the stuff that we've been doing.
2: both kills you and me got a track that we're gonna do real soon.
3: Yeah, I gotta get to work, man. I, I'm finally home. I've gotta take stock of the giant plate of work that I need to start chipping away at and definitely we've got some suit and tie stuff we gotta do bro
2: true I'm gonna dress up for you
3: (laughs) do it you're gonna clean up real nice
1: you've got to send us some pictures of that cause yeah I have my doubts (laughs) (laughs) I'm only teasing I don't mean it your pick pick gets mine
2: (gasps) Uh-huh. That's internet dating talk. Uh. That's well, like personal fads.
1: Wow, I'm so glad I've never had to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. Alright, man. Well, it's been fun. I uh, really appreciate you guys coming on. Thankfully, uh, Kills, we got all the way to the end of the fucking episode. But I'm going to tack on the half episode intro thing we did before, just because it's funny, and I awesome. have kept it on my computer for so long that I, I have to actually do it. something with it.
2: Yo, thanks, for, thanks for reuniting me with my, with my long-lost bro.
1: Oh, no problem, man. Um, Yeah, uh, we will talk again soon, I hope.
3: Hello so Paul, thanks
1: for having sir. me, man. Oh, no problem, man. I love, right. I love
2: you both and I love the internet. Bye.
1: <laughs> talk to you later. And there it is. Uh yeah. Andrew is pretty much single-handedly responsible for the music on the show, and just about anything else you've heard uh that I've played is is either him or or Jesse. Um there's a few other uh people, but um yeah, they really help us out. Um, so if you enjoyed uh hearing them on the show if you like any of the the tracks i've i've put out um by them um please uh let them know at fresh kills on twitter andrew's amazing and and his stuff really like he is a fantastic producer i uh, fuck i say fantastic a lot don't i he's amazing um and, and and a really good guy and jesse um i just i've been really digging his stuff lately uh r l j d rap legend jesse dangerously that's at r l j d on twitter and yeah um check out his stuff guys uh, it's really good here is the single from his uh new thing that he's putting together and i will talk to you later
2: The you republish? Screw my public and ghost face I'm right, I fuck fans, they dress my hands up the bus stand Now buses dance, they do And understand that you can take a stance But never shake the values that I answer to I'll raise you the nose to get my final and While you bastards form a line to have your nose is plaster. I know hacker, but I know passwords And I speak it gold We can roll the horizontal, but you're a bottle, the reason it you're a good bottle, but crazy, but you're freezing cold inside and couldn't even hold the mic when we know what we'll coincide Both in time, the multiplier Golden sides are the tires, it's over guys, you're both in the
0: who yeah. look
3: Vision where we brought the wrong, the true shit, and started all with a stupid. So let them try to normalize the game Long as they know the rap's still stuck in this mortifying phase, which they went from being clever. To amazing the extent to
0: which they're better than anything, ever! Even just to give them a vague sense of the pressure that we apply To think as they inevitably would die! Why? Cause to imagine a more blessed perfection is life without breath, the heavens without the sky There's no such thing, it can't be done! Because we are the motherfucking champion! Yes! So turn the ashes, crush your dreams to gold Fashion the trophy handed to us, ain't nothing left to discuss! I hi hi just like your report do the